Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dacius with another episode. We're excited to to be with you today. Um, we have a special guest. We're very excited to have this guest. His name is Tim Torigen. Torigen, we're gonna talk about him himself, a journey, and definitely we're gonna have a great, great time. But before we start with this episode, we have our sponsor. Let's go with them now. Divine Pepper Podcast is is happy to have you and we have um tim tarjan who's going to talk about his journey his uh, purpose and we have a blast do you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations that's where dacius facilities management can help dfm offers boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance handyman services project and vendor management and even security consulting at competitive rates Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today. DaciusFM.com. We like call them now, 617-237-0106. If you have any issue with your properties, they are the one to call. And we also have another sponsor, This Day Design. This Day Design. If you need a website, you definitely need a website. We're going to have to call them. This Day Design will help you to build a, a great website. So let's go with This Day Design. Need a website. It's 2022. So you probably do. Check out our newest sponsor, This Day Design. They build websites for coaches and consultants using a straightforward client tracking system. They also work with all budget, so make sure to call 857-241-9955. Go with our guest. So, Tim, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm excited. I'm excited to have you today. And one thing we like to start with our podcast is to the first question, the famous question. What can you tell us about you? Oh, man, I can tell you a lot. Um, So I think to start, uh, this is kind of my calling card. I have a twin brother and I have twin sisters, uh, which I think is, you know, very rare, but it's kind of normal in my house. Uh, (laughs) I grew up uh, outside of Boston um, in a really small town called Sherborne, Mass. Um, For people who are from around here, it's near Natick and Framingham. That's what I always tell people because that's what they know. Um, Went to college at UMass. um, Oh, UMass. Yeah, UMass Amherst. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, everyone, everyone always wants to, uh, you know, know about the fun stories. It's a great place. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got into, got into my career from there and been smooth sailing ever since. Nah, don't worry. We we're gonna go deeper into UMass <laughs> because I know there's a lot a lot of parties going on there. But um, let's introduce the show. This is Divine Purpose Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader, or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Right, like we said, we have Tim. He has over eight years of experience in sponsorship, sales, and partnership activation. He works for a wide variety league, including the New England Patriots, Major League Lacrosse, and the New England Free Jack. He has also worked with notable brands such as Delta, Body Hammer, State Farm, Master Energy, Mazda. So he's going to tell us more about him. But um, like he said, he has a bachelor's degree in sport management and a minor in psychology from University of Massachusetts. Uh, he graduated in 2014. So Tim, you say one thing that's kind of <laughs> trigger and everybody probably going to know. Is it true that um, UMass Hammers has the best party <laughs> i mean i i can only go over my experience there uh 
I, I haven't had a chance to experience other schools, but yeah, uh, I mean, from my experience, it was it was a blast. I mean, I, I had a great time. I had amazing friends. It was it lived up to the name, and I'll just leave it at that. All right, so let's let's go a little bit deeper in your background. You said you have um, twin um, siblings. So, how was it going up in your in your household? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, it, I mean, I was born. I was really lucky. You know, my brother and I are are incredibly close. Uh, he's actually getting married this weekend, so wow, super excited for that. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was wicked fun. I mean, no matter where we went, what we did, you know, we we did it kind of always as a family. And uh, him and I grew up playing the same sports, same friends. Uh, we actually ended up going to UMass together. We mm. lived together afterwards for a little bit. Um, so we we've been you know we've been best friends you know for thirty years. <laughs> Um, since day one uh, and then you know my sisters uh, have been great they've been really great role models to kind of look up to uh, it's been fun seeing them they both have kids now uh, yeah. so some nieces nieces and nephews uh, which is always a blast to be able to spend time with them but uh, it was it was great you know my mom and dad I think you know I think they had four kids under the age of two which I don't know how <laughs> they did it I think it's a lot of oh, man. Nice, a lot of coffee um, but yeah no it was it was fun I mean I, I was really blessed to have a really great upbringing and uh, you know wouldn't change it for the world so uh, let's go a little bit about your like um, your fa favorite childhood memory can you take on that I know you you mentioned your brother is your best friend can you tell um, share with us like a favorite childhood memory yeah yeah definitely i think there's a lot to choose from but i think the best one was probably in second grade uh my parents and i uh you know we got home from school and they kind of sat us on the couch and i mean this is second grade so they're popping in the vhs <laughs> you know it doesn't exist anymore uh and they put on a video and we didn't really know what was going on um i think, I think my sister in fourth now fifth grade and They put up. They put on like a Disney video, but it was kind of like about going to Disney. But yeah, I was too young. I didn't really put the pieces together. Uh, so it was kind of this mad dash, like, "Hey, you guys got to go pack. We're going to Disney." You know, wow. the flight leaves in like three hours, and then before we left, uh, I guess to get to the airport, we met up with my cousin and my aunt and uncle, and we eventually put the pieces together that we were all going together. So you know, he was uh, same age as my sisters. Uh, so someone else I grew up really close with. So it was a really big surprise, but, you know, to be able to spend that much time with my family, it was, I think, I think my birthday was over that trip too. So, I mean, Disney is just, I mean, nah, Disney is like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was awesome. I, amazing trip. Um, definitely something I've, I've cherished for a long time. No, thank thank you for sharing and I appreciate that. So, let, so can you tell us more in terms of so? Are you the oldest? So, what was the age different? I know you kind of tap tap into it. Can you kind of break it down for our yeah, audience? Yeah. yeah. So, my sisters are two years older than I am. They were born in July of '89. Um, my brother and I were born in November of '91. Um, I'm actually the, the youngest uh, okay. of my family, but I'm also the tallest. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's funny, and uh, both sets of twins are fraternal. Um, so if you look at myself and my brother, we, we don't look really anything alike, uh, which wow. is kind of funny. Uh, it's was, it was a really good icebreaker, you know, in college, you know, after college, growing up, um, people just didn't believe we were twins. And then you drop the second bomb that, oh, we've got twin sisters too. And, you know, you watch people's heads explode. So uh yeah it's uh it's wow man that's yeah. that's amazing i like i said I, i'm glad you're sharing this because i i wouldn't think that and and you even you didn't even mention that that's that's good to hear so you play sports can you tell about about sports what sport did you get into or competitive was it yeah uh i grew up playing uh three sports pr primarily i played football basketball and baseball okay uh, i started playing soccer when I was a kid, um, begged my mom to let me play football growing up, she never let me. And then I think in seventh grade, I, I broke my hip uh, and that was the last soccer game I ever played in. So after that, I got to go play football, which makes no sense, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fo yeah, football, basketball, baseball. Um, yeah, loved, loved all those sports. And then eventually got into rugby, you know, 
way, way, way down the line. Yeah. But it, growing up, then even it wasn't even an option. So I'm just pretty much like every other American kid, just you know, want to play football and you know, go around and hit people and, and see what happens. So, which one was your favorite? Uh, definitely football. Uh, I didn't start playing until eighth grade. Uh, was lucky enough just to you know get always played kind of in the backyard. Um, growing up, my we had a really big yard. My dad built kind of like a mini football field. He like yeah. put together, you know, gutters, I think, or goal posts. Uh, yeah. So we used to practice kick. My brother actually ended up being the, the kicker on the team and it started in our backyard. Wow. Just having him kick through makeshift goalposts but you know fast forward to high school and you know he's hitting like 50 yarders and games and uh you know it's funny to trace that back to you know just messing around in the backyard and all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're on the prime time friday night lights making it happen so uh, how important all those memories for you like looking back like reflect, reflecting on on your past how important are those memories I mean, to me, they mean everything. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been so lucky to look back and, you know, whether I'm with, you know, my brother, my dad, my sisters, my mom, you know, we had so much fun growing yeah. up that, you know, I, I've now been married for three years and, you know, hopefully you know, have a family I own someday. And I think, you know, looking back at, at how much fun we had and, and how well we were raised, you know, I think it's, we just learned so much yeah. from, from my siblings, from my parents of, of, you know, how to be a good person, you know, how to, you know, work hard and, and earn things in life. And, you know, I think it just, all those things kind of are still with me and, and care with me. And, you know, I think, you know, going forward the next couple of years, hopefully being able to, you know, give my future family that opportunity as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's everything. No, 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 that's, that's good to hear. So let's go to your professional side. I like to kind of, um, um, this way so when you were in high school what was your dream job so let's say little in high school and in college if it's changed that's great but if it's the same it's okay but I want to kind of see if it's ever like people don't people think it's like a problem where different things might interest you you know so but now you being a, a sport, you have a sport management um, degree, but I don't know if that was your dream job. So can we can we talk about it a little bit in terms of what exactly was your dream job when you were in high school, yeah. in college, and now? In high school, when I was just getting started, I was pretty much like every other kid. I wanted to go to the NFL. I, I wanted to live the dream. I wanted yeah. to, you know, play in the Super Bowl, do all those things. Um, you know, I think. My freshman year, I got a reality check real quick. Um, There's a really a lot of good football players, not just, you know, you talk about the state of Massachusetts, yeah. you talk about, you know, Florida, Texas, California. Those are, those are real, oh, yeah. you know, real players. So originally I wanted to play football, you know, in college and then go to the NFL. I, I knew that wasn't going to happen pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, kind of going into college, and once I got to college, I, I knew I wanted to do sport. And I think, you know, I watched Jerry Maguire and I was like, I'm going to be a sports agent. Like if I can't be an athlete, like yeah. <laughs> I'll represent the athlete. And like, I yeah. still get that, that fix and, you know, can, you know, go down that road. But after being in college for, I think it might've been my first or second sport class. They were talking about all this extra schooling and law school and all these different things. And I took a sport law class and that dream kind of quickly went away. Uh, okay. I, I knew I wasn't cut out for law, um, but I, I think it kind of shifted and it's kind of what I do now where it was always, I was always drawn to sport and I've always been in, enthralled by the, the environment that it, but that mm. fosters for fans and, and the camaraderie and just everything it does for people. It can, yeah. some people it'll make or break your week, um, depending on if your team wins yeah. or loses. And I was trying to figure out a way that I could do that. And originally I wanted to do kind of like operations and kind of be the team behind the team where there was, you know, getting involved with like equipment or doing, you know, the logistics of, you know, the game day stuff making sure that the experiences for fans were really fun but when I was a junior in college um, one of my professors um, Professor McDonald 
he actually kind of challenged me because I was doing operations and he's like, what do you, what do you think about sales? Mm. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm not, that's not me. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't do sales, man. Like nah. And, uh, I, I, I will, I, there's something I, I hang my hat on, but not in a good way. And, and I'm pretty sure this record still stands. I think I set the record for the least amount of sales in that class in history. Oh um, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it was one of those, but it, but I also learned a really good lesson uh, in that class because I, you know, I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm going to get nasty, you know, whatever. My, like, one of my last days in that class, I like made a sale and it was like the, I think it was the only one I made. Wow. And that like little, like that little spark of like, wow, like this is how it feels. Cause like all, leaf, my, yeah. all my, yeah, all my friends were like, <laughs> left and right like it's so easy and i'm just like what am i doing wrong i'm like i'm listening on their their calls i'm going to meetings with them and i'm trying to do the same things but yeah. i was like i'm just not hitting yeah but that little bit um that that kind of catapulted it you know i think you know now you know dream job like i'm i'm really fortunate i i love what i do i i think this is the world i want to be in i i love being in sponsorship i love meeting new people i love bringing ideas to life like the whole mm. thought of it is just something that like i can't turn off in my brain now like it's just like completely in my head when i go to sleep <laughs> at night so i think about it's what i would think about when i wake up in the morning like i i'm i'm just so happy i get to do it every day uh it's it's been it's been fun it's definitely you know i think we've got a long way to go but i think we're, we're just getting started you know, I can see the joy and the expression, the passion when listening to you talking. So, but you yeah. you said something that's great. You say rea reality check, and <laughs> the reality check. So you couldn't be like a football player. I had that too because I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I love okay, soccer. Yeah. I love soccer that much. But um, I had that reality check too. So can you tell more? Tell us more about what happened in terms of. Making sure, oh, that's not, you're not cut off to be a professional football player. Yeah, I, th I think it was in high school and I, I, were, I was really fortunate enough to play with really good players. And, and one of my one of my friends, uh, Tadoulet, actually went on to play, play and start at Bowling Green. And he, he was the, the best athlete to this day I've ever played with. He was incredible. He's fast, strong, you know, smart, everything you'd want in a football player. And he, I, I tried to, you know, replicate kind of what he was doing in, in terms of, you know, lifting and, and trying to do things before practice, after practice. And I don't know if it's genetics. I don't know if, you know, if it's just that it factor or what, but, you know, I, I was doing as best I could between school, between football, you know, relationship with friends and, and trying to keep, you know, everything afloat. And for me, it was, you know, I, as hard as I was working at everything, I just was not up to level where I kind of had to be and I yeah. think when I when I became a junior uh we had a we had a coaching change and uh my coach coach Gerard um to this day still probably the best coach I ever had um you know he was the one who kind of was like listen like if you want to go down this road like I'm, I'm going to tell you what's realistic and what's not and yeah. that for me was really reassuring because it was like you can you're going to have to put in work that you didn't think was possible mm. to, just to even get a shot but when you kind of look at it at the grand scale of you know when you're playing high school football you're one of you know millions of kids doing that but when you go to college and play football you're one everyone on that field is, was the best player on their team in high school so it's mm. like you, you have to work to get to that and then if you want to start in college it's like you have to beat those guys and then if you want to you know go to the nfl then it's like you have to be in the point you know zero zero one percent to do that so wow it's not impossible i mean people do it and yeah you know, I, I i was really like watching ted play on espn was the coolest thing in the world <laughs> um but yeah it was just one of those you know not and it, it wasn't a bad thing it wasn't like oh you know my dream is dead what do i do now it's like okay well you know have another dream like if you if that one doesn't you know doesn't happen there's a million other things that you can do and I think you know it it, it kind of hurts and sucks to hear that because you're yeah. like, this is all I've ever wanted but when you kind of take a step back and you're like well, what like what makes me happy what like what do I get excited about and knowing that sport was still there and it wasn't even until later in college like when I figured out that I, what I actually wanted to do but it was it was definitely something that you know sometimes it's hard to get 
you know hard to hear those things and yeah you know process I know, it i know but, i know what you're talking about yeah but it, it was it was necessary and i think it helped move me to where i am today and so some people will call it reality check some people will call it um hitting the wall or embracing your calling or purpose at the end of the day that wasn't who you are or who you meant to be so now yep. i think who you are now that's what you were meant to be and i think you enjoy it and you have passion to do it so let's let's talk about um the best compliment you ever gotten uh, best compliment I've ever gotten, I think, was kind of having to do with my character in that since kind of I, I probably, you know, high school, college, professional, like I've, I've never kind of changed who I am. Like I've always been the same person. Like I, I don't I don't change depending on whom I'm around. It's like kind of what you see is what you get. I, I like yeah. to think I'm I'm pretty transparent. I'm, I'm pretty honest. I, I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve. Um, but you know, it's no, no matter what, you know, good and bad, you know, I think one of the things that actually came up in a conversation, uh, last week, you know, my favorite beer is Bush Light and people, you know, will look at me yeah. and say, you know, you're not in college anymore. You don't have to drink that. Like why? Like that makes no sense. But I, it's just, it's one, it's one of the millions of things that just kind of like make me who I am. Like I, the things that I, I do today and this week and, you know, in my life are things that I've been doing for the past 10 plus years. So I, it's, I just try to be as, as authentic as I can. So, you know, whether I run into friends I haven't seen since high school or, you know, college or whatever, it's, you know, oh, it's still the same kid that, you know, we grew up with, you know, he's still, you know, works hard. He still, you know, does all the things that he said he was going to do. Um, so I think that's been the biggest compliment is knowing that I've, you know, I've grown as a person. I'm definitely, you know, not that same person, but at, at the end of the day, my values, like all the things that kind of have groomed me to, to grow up into, into the guy I am, those things are still there. You know, I'm, I might, you know, wear more rugby gear now or you know, <laughs> have, have a different haircut, but uh, at the end of the day, like I'm still me. And I think, you know, that's a really hard thing to do now because of social media, because of, yeah. you know, outside distractions and, and the, desire to always try to be like this image uh wow. i just you know i just want to be the person that you know that i'm happy with i can you know go to bed at night and you know can be okay with that wow so all important is that for you to be transparent and to be like true to yourself so like the reason i and i appreciate you tapping into it because this is the topic now where people or like um, they call it um, imposter syndrome, where they're not being true to themselves. They uh, they they kind of lying to themselves technically. So how important is that for you to be transparent for you uh, and then to keep your core values? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's it's paramount. You know, I think you know that's a great kind of thing to say is like the imposter syndrome. I think. People get so fixated on, you know, I want to have, you know, this amazing house, this amazing life, you know, everything in life is picture perfect. You know, I, I don't get, I don't, I'm not drawn to, you know, those things. I'm, I'm drawn to the things that like make me happy. And I think when you boil it down, like you, you really have to, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and, and, you know, can you, can you, are you happy with the person that you are looking at? Like, you know, are you, are you real or are you fake? You know, do you want to be remembered as someone who, you know, kind of, you know, clawed their way to the top by stepping on others and, you know, trying to do what was best for them? Or yeah. do you want to be kind of genuine and, and kind of get there based on your merit, you know, your, your hard work and things like that? Mm. I, I think, you know, a lot of people do get caught up in that of, you know, I, I have to have, you know, the perfect life. I have to drive the nicest car or all yeah. these different things. And it's like, at the end of the day, like that stuff doesn't really matter. It's like, yeah, you know, the, right. people, the thing that matters, like, you know, your family, your friends, like the people you actually spend time with, because like, yeah. you might, you might get to the top, but if it's, if you're the only one there, then yeah, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll chill in the middle or at the bottom. <laughs> And I think, and, and you're right, and, and I agree with you in terms of um, having, uh, it's like having like a healthy circle of people yeah. to kind of help you. And we, we talk about it where with our previous um, guest, 
talking about okay how can i build a perfect circle in terms of who gonna be my support so in terms of that who has been your most important mentor to this day i think professionally it's probably two uh, and it probably comes down to uh the two bosses i've had so far in my career uh i think one was at rugged uh and brad scudder um he was the person who interviewed me and, and kind of gave me a shot to really just start my professional career <laughs> um so you know i, I owe him a, a great debt a great debt um but you know he was one where with, i think it was my first or second trip and this is when we were putting on this event with like a running of the bulls and you know we can get in that later but um you know he was one that he, he was the boss but you know we were you know, i think it was like a hundred degree heat we were you know lifting all this heavy equipment and things to get in place and you know he was kind of right there next to us you know doing the hard work you know he easily could have you know been standing on the sidelines you know giving orders and, and making sure we got it done but having him there physically wow. you know, doing the stuff like that's kind of what stuck with me i was like all right well like if he's going to be here doing this then like i have to work you know twice as hard uh, mm. and, and that was and i think I, I learned a lot from him in, in my first kind of early years of my career and, and fast forwarding to now with my, my boss my ceo uh alex Magleby, you know he's been someone that I, i've only known for you know two years but i've, I've learned an unbelievable amount you know from him just being in the world of rugby, you know, seeing what it's like to try to, you know, build something from scratch, you know, making sure that, you know, people are, are happy that we're providing great experiences. But, you know, one thing of, of him that I will always strive for is he's the most kind of calm, cool, collected man I've, I've ever mm. met in my life. Uh, you know, there, there's days where I've been, you know, things haven't gone great according to plan, you know, maybe a little rattled. And he's just, no matter what, there is nothing I think that this world can throw at him that would throw him off his game. Like wow. He just, he's just always, you know, we're going to find a way, like, you know, we're, we're, we're in this together. Uh, you know, it's someone that, you know, I, I've, I've definitely been able to look up to and, and, and try to learn from and I'm trying to get to that point of Zen someday. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those, those two have been, uh, yeah, I think have, have been my best mentors so far, just, just kind of you know, being in that leadership position and, and trying to figure out, you know, how, what is the best way forward? Uh, but yeah, I think leading from the front, uh, is, has been something I've picked up from both of them. Wow. Now that, that's good to hear. So we, we, we're getting close to our break, but before we go to break, let's talk about what was your confidence level? <laughs> looking for a first job out of college and i don't know if it was your first job but out of college you now you graduate and now you you're seeking your job seeker now you're looking for jobs to kind of get you to maybe validate your 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 bachelor degree or i don't know so what was your confidence level looking for job and get that job uh, so really enough, it wasn't even like a full-time position. It was a, like a, an internship to a potential full-time position. Oh, wow. So, and to be perfectly honest, I, I kind of put all my eggs in that basket. I was like, it's an opportunity to travel the country, which I really wanted to do to put on these kind of crazy events that, you know, no one else would get an opportunity to. So, I mean, confidence level, I mean, I, I've always kind of tried to be confident, but not, you know, arrogant. I think, yeah. you know, there's a really fine line between that. Um, so, I, you know, going into it, you know, I'd researched the company, you know, knew, I think, everything I could about Brad, uh, you know, just trying to do as best I could to, you know, not, you know, screw up too badly. Um, had been on a couple of interviews. So, you know, you kind of get that, the nerve yeah. out of your system a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those, once you kind of get into the room and you start having that conversation, as, as long as you're prepared, there's really no reason to, to be nervous and, and to have confidence. And especially, yeah. you know, the, if it's, you're, you're talking about yourself and your ability and, and what you can do and what you plan on doing for a company, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but, you know, you definitely, you know, get a, a really good sense of, you know, I can do this within the first couple of minutes. So I think right before, just like everyone else, probably nervous, you know, didn't want to screw it up. And then, you know, after that was just kind of like, all right, like, you know, if, if it doesn't work out with this one, then it'll be the next one. And, you know, whatever's kind of meant to be will happen and, and we'll yeah. go from there. Wow. All right. So um, what is, um, 
So looking at your eight years, right? You've been you've been um working. So is there a piece of advice you can share with our audience? Like uh like for somebody who's starting the career now, like one one piece of advice you will tell them? Yeah, I, I think for me personally, um, it's just like you cannot replace work ethic. I think work as hard as you can, you know, do things that other people won't be willing to do. You know, when when people are, are walking to do something, run, you know, it, it's things that like do things that will separate yourself mm, from others. And wow. but you have to do it in a way that's not you know, trying to like show off or, Hey, like, look at me. It's just people will notice effort, whether it's, Hey, we need someone to show up early, volunteer, show up early. We need someone to stay late, stay late yeah. and, and, and don't expect anything in return. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. And I think when you're young, that is what will, people will remember that they'll remember, you know, this kid was always here. He was always, you know, working super hard especially now i think a lot of people you know it's nine to five and the minute five o'clock hits they are gone you know, yeah they come down those minutes whereas you know yeah. if, you, if you can work hard like that You're will right. put you ahead more than anything wow that was well said well said tim um let's go to our break now divine perfect podcast with tim um we're gonna have more let's go with break now what comes before making a smart decision choices a smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Hey, we're back with Divine Pepper Podcast. We have Tim Torijen with us today. Um, we we had a great conversation so far, and I think we kind of make a uh, The picture is kinda, it's, it's like filling up now because we can see who you are, what's passion, what passion, what you're passionate about, and your your ta- your core values. That's one thing that's important because people, like you said, um, you like to be transparent and one of advice you would give um, our audience or people watching or listening is to always put effort, always be flexible. That's the way I'm probably going to summarize it. So which of your accomplishment are you the proudest? I, I think there's two that, that kind of come to mind. And the first one, I think, is probably more on a, a funny note. Um, one of our, our sponsors now for our team is, uh, is Dude Wipes. Yeah. And they're on the back of our shorts. And it, it's just a perfect place for a perfect partner. Um, you know, I, I've worked with those guys for a number of years, um, Ryan and Sean and, um, you know, Ryan been really open to kind of anything that we've that we've ever you know talked about or doing um and it's something where you know we were kind of you know we're a new team um you know they're they're kind of have amazing marketing you know they their 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 products are you know kind of like replacement toilet paper pretty much and you know they don't take themselves too seriously neither do we um so you know it was last year uh just trying to figure out hey you know we're you know we're going to be you know we have this new team we have this idea like you know what do you guys think and you know it's one of those they they kind of are really in line with our organization and they kind of have to approach it as kind of like a why not you know like what's what's the worst thing that could happen you know Mm -hmm. so for them it was something where you know we we did it for the last couple games of our season last year and you know within i think like 10 minutes of of our guys taking the field and, and having their logo on our shorts you know my phone was blowing up my our ceo's phone was blowing up 
So the the amount of publicity we got from it was, was you know, for both of our brands was just amazing. Like people, you know, ate it up, and uh, you know, they were partners with us this past year. So it's it's been one of those things where people, you know, they laugh at it. They think it's funny. You know, they go to what you know, if they go to a game of ours, they can use their products. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of this. It's really it's just a really fun uh, partnership that kind of came to light. And I, I think the other one. And this is kind of one of the, I guess, the cooler ones. Uh, yeah. Probably has to do with uh, Stormlawn Cider. Um, they're a hard cider company that is, you know, I think less than two miles from the house I grew up in in my hometown. Um, yeah. So, you know, being able to work with them uh, it has been really cool. I mean, to, to be able to kind of put Sherborne on the map a little bit and, and and talk about their hard cider, which you know, if anyone's a cider fan, which cider season now, definitely go out and grab some. Um, but yeah, that that has been a really cool one. Um, just to be able to support a, a local business from my hometown and, and kind of put them on the map of, you know, this is kind of what we do within rugby and, and this is why you should, if you're drinking a cider, this is why you should be drinking Stormalon. Uh, so that was a really cool one that, you know, I, I you know, going into this job, I, I didn't even know if it was going to be feasible to do, but, uh, you know, Shannon and Ashley, who I've worked closely with, you know, they, they're, they're kind of have bought in on rugby. I think they're sponsors for our, our Jacks Rangers uh you know our our, our diehard fan uh their podcast too so uh you know it's been a really cool thing to see come to light uh, especially you know being able to promote uh, my hometown which most people don't even know where it is uh so to know that there's a really cool you know drink that people can enjoy from there it's, it's been really fun just to see and, and promote wow no that that's good to hear so what so what can you tell us about your current title what exactly you do and i don't know if we mentioned that because i realized too we talk about your past but we don't really talk about that now tim this is what i'm doing this is what i'm involving with this is what my day looked like can you tap on that yeah absolutely so my my title is director of corporate partnerships for the new england free jacks so we're one of the 13 teams in, in major league rugby uh so we have teams all over the country from east coast to midwest west coast uh but you know my, my day-to-day is really just trying to work with brands to you know promote them to our fans if, if it makes sense and if it lines up you know we, we've got a really great group of fans where you know they have people who you know come out to every game you know whether it's you know snow whether it's sleet whether it's a perfectly sunny day um so you know my my job is really trying to figure out you know brands that are you know primarily in the, in the new england area um and trying to find ways that we can you know kind of do some really fun and cool activations so you know we do a lot of stuff with delta in terms of you know promoting them and you know how well they take care of our players yeah uh, you know we, we work with our bella insurance tufts healthcare uh you know the list just kind of goes on and on um got you know our beer partner in baxter free jacks ipa uh you know we, we've got so many great partners that uh, that we work work with now um so you know they they do you know a great job of kind of two things one is like we want them we want our fans to you know use their products buy their products and 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 because it's things that we believe in at the team level you know we're not we're not really interested in in working with people who you know just kind of want to write us a check and say here you know please promote us it's you know we want people that are are local um you know we work we work with a local hot sauce and, and hillside harvest you know we've got a local law group and, and catches law firm or sorry catches law group so it, it's it's really just trying to work with local brands and, and kind of think of really fun and unique ways to, to kind of get their name out there to to a new audience because rugby and their fans are, are so loyal it, it's very similar to kind of what you see in european soccer in terms yeah. of the engagement and, and kind of the craziness um so you know i think you know companies and organizations are looking at it and, and they want to figure out you know how do we get in with these guys how do we you know what are some ways that we can work with them uh and, and you know i think on a day-to-day probably reason why i love my job is, is, is no two days are the same you know i think you know when i'm when i'm in the office yeah. it's you know you can be you know on meetings or phone calls you know trying to talk to different partners but you know the next you know you're you're down at the field you know handing up signage or you know you're talking to players trying to 
to even get them to do, you know, a quick bite for, you know, an ad or, or a sponsor read or something like that, or, you know, talking to our coaches and, and trying to figure out ways that we can make their lives easier. So it's, it's a really, really cool environment to be able to have that connection to players, coaches, the rest of the front office and knowing that we're all kind of going towards the same goal, but it's just, you know, how do we help each other to, to be the best team in the league in terms of record, you know, to have the best marketing, the best tickets, best social media, you know, sponsorship, you know, th those are our goals. You know, we want to make sure that we're, we're hitting on all those. Um, so no two days are the same. Uh, I don't think I've had the same day since I started here, <laughs> um, but I love it. I mean, I, I love being able to, you know, do different things, you know, get my hands dirty with, you know, marketing or content or whatever, you know, kind of the day brings. Um, so it's, it's definitely a roller coaster. There's ups and downs, but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's definitely one hell of a ride. All right, so let's kind of give a plug into Free Jack. So I know um, you wanted to talk about it more. Um, that's your time now. Let's go with. Um, let's go. Yep, this is Free Jack, right? Yep. And what can you tell us? And I know you you. You talk about tickets. Um, that's your time. You can um, talk about more about um, what what our audience should know and what exactly you want them to do in terms of um, this information we are showing now. Yeah, definitely. So I think for us, you know, the big thing for people to know is our season will kick off in, in February. Uh, our first home match will be right around St. Patty's in March. Uh, you know, we'll have our, our home games uh, from March through June. And then if, if we're lucky enough to make the playoffs and, and host the playoffs, uh, we'll be going into July. But, you know, I think for anyone out there that's that either knows rugby or, or knows nothing about rugby, you know, you can come out to a match and, and have an awesome time. I, I think that that's, you know, the things that we focus on are everything that's within our control. So the only two things we can't control are the outcome on the field and the weather. So everything beyond that, you know, we want it to be a, a really, you know, family friendly, fun environment where people can come out and, you know, whether you want to, you know, learn about the game or just come and hang out with friends, it, it, it is an absolute party. Uh, you know, we always have things for, for all ages. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, our sport, what makes it unique is at the end of it, you know, no matter if we win or we lose, you know, our players and our coaches, they're, they're going to go around to all the fans and say hi and thank them for coming out. And, you have that accessibility with our players in our in our organization that you don't with necessarily with the Red Sox or the Patriots or the Celtics or the Bruins and and don't get me wrong, I love all those teams. I'm a diehard Boston fan, um, but. I think that's the cool thing about about rugby is they, they're so involved within the community, whether it's at games or, or doing camps or clinics or different things like that. So, uh, you know, our players and, and our organization have, have done a phenomenal job of, of not only doing things on game day, but also giving back to the community in terms of, you know, running, you know, free camps, free clinics, you know, learn to play experiences for people who don't know really much about rugby at all. Uh, so I think for us, I think the main thing is it's just, you know, if, if you want to be part of a community that's kind of all-encompassing, all-inclusive, you know, and is, is really just a fun time. You know, if you're, if you're on the fence, I would say come out to one game. And if you're not sold on one game, uh, you know, we, we haven't done our job. Definitely give me a call so we can figure out why. Uh, but everyone I've talked to, everyone that's been to one, you know, has kind of been like, all right, when's the next one? When can I come out? You know, how do I support the team? So I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is really just coming out, enjoy the experience, enjoy rugby. I, I think anyone who, who comes out to it will, will understand, you know, what about it that makes the sport so special. Yeah, this is this link. Um, I think you you wanted us to show you um, the our audience this link. That's where they can buy the tickets to. Yep. Yeah. So season tickets are on sale now. Um, so if anyone's interested, uh, we've got two guys in our ticketing office right now, uh, Josh and Griff. And if anyone's interested, you can feel free to go here, uh, click on the buy tickets. If you have any questions, you can call our our ticketing line. 
Uh, I think they're on pretty much 24 seven, it seems like. So, uh, yeah, feel free to, you know, we'd love to have you know anyone come out. Um, we'll have our schedule coming out probably next month. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll be able to have more details, uh, probably next couple of weeks for people to kind of come and uh, take a look. So I see the veterans Memorial stadium is in Quincy. So I, I'm in Holbrook. Yeah. So close to me. So I should definitely, um, give it a try. Uh, I never been to, World big game before and that's that's something I'm probably gonna gonna see if I can enjoy. So let's talk about more in terms of um um hot topics. So we, we sent you <laughs> the questions. Uh, hot topic is a segment where we talk about um topics that people don't have a chance to really talk about and related to your profession. And you can give us some insight on it. All right. So, um, and one thing, like I said, we have uh, Divine Purpose Podcast and we have Tim with us today doing a great job talking about himself, talking about his background and his title, what he's doing every day. And so like, do you see what's the future for, for rugby? I think the future for rugby is incredibly bright. I think you look at the Rugby World Cup coming in 2031 and, and, and that's the runway. I think a lot of people are really taking notice of Major League Rugby and, and the work that's being done, you know, both, you know, during matches, but really trying to grow the game. And when people hear 2031, they think, oh, wow, it's, you know, it's so yeah. far away. But the reality of it is it's kids now who are, you know, 12, 13, 14, who will be playing in the Rugby World Cup in 2031 in this country. And when you look at soccer, when you look at all the biggest sports in the world, uh, rugby is right up there. It, it is something that is, is all encompassing. And I think, you know, a lot of people look at the U.S. really as kind of the final frontier for rugby where it's been commercialized. It's been, you know, there's super rugby, there's the premiership rugby, like there's everything that's being done in all these different parts of the world, whether it's, you know, Australia, whether it's South Africa, whether it's, you know, Ireland, UK. Rugby is, is massive everywhere wow. else. And everyone kind of looks at the U.S. as to kind of, this is, this is going to happen. And you look at the popularity that the league has experienced, the growth yeah. that the league has experienced. Uh, it, it's been incredible, even for us as an organization within, you know, two years, you know, last year, even with dealing with COVID restrictions, you know, we still had 1200 people out to matches because that's the max that we could do with the stadium restrictions. But we, those people were there, you know, they wanted to be a part of the team. So yeah. It's, uh, I, I think the sky's the limit. I, I think it, it has an, an unbelievable amount of potential. I think more and more people are, are going to be drawn to it. And I, I think, you know, by the time the World Cup comes around, you know, Major League Rugby will, will, will not be an infant anymore. It'll be very mature. It'll, you know, probably have, you know, 16, maybe 20 teams, um, you know, in some of the biggest markets in the country. And, you know, I think it'll start having kind of that huge, you know, that footprint where you look at a big four, big five of soccer. People are talking. Who, who's going to be number six? And I, I, I yeah. think I think lacrosse is, is doing a phenomenal job in, in growing their sport with the PLL. Um, so I think you know you look at that. You look at rugby as a, as a potential suitor, and, and even you know pickleball, which I didn't know was a thing until I think like last year. Um, so you don't really know what's going to happen, but I think rugby is, is, is right there. I think it's, it's got everything that you know Americans want. It's, it's got the hard hitting of football. It's got the fluidity of, of kind of soccer and basketball. You know, I think people will, will really, you know, come to enjoy it. You know, the more the more it grows, the more people see it, watch it on TV, understand the rules. Uh, so I, I think the the future, you know, couldn't be brighter for the sport. Uh, let, let's go with this question. So, and I was trying, I was kind of curious about it, uh, thinking about what's the number one sport um, scholarship sport for college. I would guess is either football or basketball. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say football. Football, just more, yeah. probably more guys. Yeah. yeah. So where where do rugby stand in that list? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So rugby is growing not only at the high school level, but at the collegiate level as well, where you're seeing a lot of these schools that had rugby as more a, a club sport are now becoming a varsity sport. And when you become a varsity sport, you you typically have access to you know scholarships. So kids who are playing football or basketball, and like we talked about earlier in this this interview, you know, the, 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 it's really hard to get those scholarships because they're, they're so competitive. Um, yeah. With rugby, it's, it's kind of taking and, and learning from all the other sports. I think, I think football, especially college football, will always remain king in this country. I think it, it's just the tradition and, yeah. you know, it, it's incredible. Uh, you know, really, really fun to watch. And the same thing with basketball with March Madness. But I, I think rugby, rugby is very much on the rise. I think it's something that, you know, as people are, are, are getting more in tune with it, they see the potential. You have all these different schools knowing that not only does it make sense for them to to have a men and a women's program, but that they can attract, you know, athletes and students from all over the world who, you know, maybe they're playing at a university in, in England, but if they want an opportunity to come over here, you know, they can do that as well. So I think, I don't know exactly where it lands on the list right now, because um, I don't know, you know, off the top of my head, how many, you know, programs are Division One out there, Division Two and Three, but I can tell you it's definitely growing I'd probably say day by day because people see it and they, they want to get involved with it. Yeah, I'm looking at this list now and it says like it's um, football and but for men, soccer is at the bottom. And yeah, so this is like a, the reason I wanted to show you this because now this is like giving you a perspective now. How can you recruit for because if it's if we have in the World Cup in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So there should be a process for recruitment, so we get more players, more teams. So what's the what's the process look like for you now? Yeah, I think I think it starts even younger than that. I think you know really getting kids involved, kind of at a young age, you know, with with touch rugby or flag rugby, and and just kind of understanding you know what it is that the sport. You know, kind of encompasses, and I think when you look at it, it, it's got catching, it's got throwing, it's got kicking, it's it's kind of got a little bit of everything, but it's, yeah. it's so fluid. Um, whereas, you know, you look at soccer is primarily obviously with your feet, you know, football with your hands primarily. So it kind of does a bit of both. But I think growing at the youth level, I think is is, is the start. You know, kind of that okay. like, you know learn to play in middle school. But I think for for high school, having varsity teams, you know, having people the opportunity to to play. Um, uh, and then have that transition to college. I think there, there's a number of really, really good rugby schools uh, out there right now that do a phenomenal job with their programs. And I think, you know, in order to grow it, you, you kind of need, you know, those people to, to start and to be the kind of the pioneers. But also, I think you have to look at universities and figure out, you know, how do you get rugby involved? Does it make sense? And I think if you look, there's a ton of rugby, you know, colleges and, you know, teams, especially in the New England area, it seems yeah. like almost everyone has one but i think other parts of the country either haven't been you know privy to having that rugby connection quite yet i think we're quite fortunate in new england to have that background and that history uh but i think you know making sure people understand i think that just the education in general is is so important because a lot of people will say i don't understand the rules i don't know what's going on if you know you know the basic rules and understandings of the game you know it, it makes all the difference and i think starting now because you know, people didn't have, they, they, they couldn't watch, you know, American rugby yeah. in the country, you know, a couple of years ago. It just didn't yeah. exist. So yeah. every year it'll get a little bit easier. Um, but I think just educating and, and starting as young as we can to, to kind of plant the seed of, you know, there, there is more to them just football or basketball or baseball or soccer, or, you know, lacrosse. It, there's, a, there's another option that, you know, will, will teach you great values, not just you know, on the field, but off of it, uh, yeah. that will, you know, make people, you know, better individuals overall. Wow. And that was, that was well said. Well said. We appreciate um, you taking the time today. We, we get into the end of this episode. Um, I had great fun hearing you and learning more about you. So let's, let's go with a fun side, like um, we call it closing questions. Um, what are the three books you you would recommend our audience 
Uh, I, I think one I haven't finished yet, uh, but it's one I'm, I'm reading right now. Uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Uh, his, his mindset has been incredible to, to read and, and, and try to just tap into, you know, how much potential everyone has, but doesn't wow. realize it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been, I'm, I'm excited to finish that. It's been, I'm probably about like 100 pages left. Uh, another one that I really like, uh, I think is Find Your Yellow Tux um, by Jesse Cole. And that's something where it's all about kind of like standing out and kind of like yeah. status quo, which, yeah. you know, and really honestly, just having fun. Like even, you know, I read that book and, you know, my out of office emails changed after reading that book. Cause it was like, you know, take something that's boring and have fun with it. And, you know, you, you do something like that. And, you know, it's really just kind of looking at the important details and, you know, how do you figure out ways to stand out in a, in a good mm, way? Wow. Um, and, and I think the last one that I, I loved, um, was ride of a uh, ride of a lifetime um, 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 by Bob Iger, um, mm. CEO of Disney, and he's rumored to be maybe buying the Suns. Um, that's a really cool story about talking about how he went from an intern to being, you know, arguably one of the most you know influential and powerful people on the yes. planet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those, those three um, I, I've absolutely loved. Um, I would 100 recommend those and just. Different, different kind of hits on different points depending on what you're looking for. But uh, yeah, yeah, those, those have been three of the top that I've read recently. Wow, thank you, thank you, Tim. Really appreciate that. Anything? Are you a movie fan? Are you music concerts? I know you. I know you down for sports, but anything else? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love concerts. Um, I've been going to see Kenny Chesney the past. I don't know, six, seven, eight years at July wow. every year with my friends, little tradition we have. So uh, that's why I love concerts. You know, I'll go to as many concerts as I can. Uh, love movies as well. But yeah, concerts are fun. I, I think the, the experience you have at concerts, those memories, they, they stick with you forever. Favorite movies of all time? Oh man! Um, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the I, spot. <laughs> I I really like Wolf of Wall Street. I, I yeah. Think that was, oh man, that's a good movie. Yeah, it, it's definitely um, you know definitely a little it toes the line for sure about a lot of different things. But yeah, I think that the messaging behind it you know is is really unique um i think that's what i liked about it just, it was just so different um that and probably the departed um and i don't know if that's just because it's you know boston and you know talk about the corruption or you yeah. know, all these different things but um that's another one you know a lot of twists and turns you don't really see coming uh yeah. that was that was one i think i, I really enjoyed but yeah those those two, and you, I mean, you can go to Godfather, you know, Scarface, yeah, you know, you know, Goodfellas, you know, you can yeah. go all day, yeah, know, all day, no, definitely classics. So, yeah, no, I love uh, them all. Uh, what is one question you wish I asked you today? Um, I, I think one question that would be, I, I think, beneficial, I think, some everyone struggles with is, is how do you balance, you know, work and life? You know, I think. Wow. Yeah. With, with COVID, it was like, you know, everyone can kind of, you know, work from home, which is great, but now everyone's working 24 7, so you can't yeah. turn it off. So, how to balance that, I, I think, is something that people probably struggle with a lot. Um, but, um, yeah, I'd be curious to see what other people think about that uh, and how they, you know, find ways to either, you know, unplug, turn off their phone, you know, if they got set hours or, you know, how they deal with it. Cause it's, it's a weird yeah. world we live in now. Oh, Tim, this is very, very interesting because I have a neighbor and he, he told me he work 80 hours a week. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> for a year because he was working um, home from like eight to 11. Man, that guy needs a vacation or something. That's that's not no. healthy. Yeah, I know. And, and thinking about it, I said, wow. And that's a perfect question. So how do you balance it? Because now everything is looked to be. So time, time passed like flies, like, you know, and especially if you're in front of a computer the whole day and you're not driving because before the post um, pre-pandemic, people drive, go to work. And then now you meeting after meeting you know yeah and so or do you balance it do you do you find a balance or are you still looking for a perfect balance 
I mean, tr I try to, you know, find time where I can either go for a walk every day or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working from home today, but I usually commute in the office every day. But, you know, trying to have almost parameters where you like you, you unplug at night and, you know, you might have to, you know, do some things here and there. But, you know, I think making sure you spend time with, with you know, family and friends. And you know, I, I try to, you know, when I come home from work, you know, I'll, I'll try to work out or do whatever. But I think, you know, trying to do stuff with my wife, whether it's cooking dinner or, or watching a show or just, you know, talking about our days, but, you know, trying to, you know, kind of leave work at work as yeah. much as we can. Um, but yeah, I, I think just trying to figure out ways where, you know, go for a walk outside, even if it's for five minutes or, you know, do something that gets you away from a screen because we're surrounded by them now where I think people just need to just take a break, you know, and just right. you know, go out, go outside. <laughs> yeah, no. Spend some time with the sun. It'll do wonders. No, that definitely. So we we appreciate you coming into to Divine Purpose Podcast and have a great time with us today. Um, last word for you, Tim. I just want to say thank you for for having me. It's it's been an absolute blast. I appreciate you reaching out, and you know, if there's anything I can do for you in the future, let me know. And I'm very much looking forward to getting you at a rugby game. So once the schedule comes out, <laughs> you and I will talk. We'll get you out there, and uh, we'll have some fun. Ah, uh, definitely. So we had a great time with Tim. So this is Divine Purple Podcast with a new episode. Um, stay tuned. See you guys soon.